Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 8, Jesus said to him, Arise, take up your mat and walk. Immediately the man was made well. He took up his mat and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. Rise and walk. That's all it took. No magic incantation, no team of surgeons or high-tech equipment. Just Jesus and his words. The man indeed picked up his bed, that which actually represented his infirmity, his bondage, his death. He picked up his bed and he walked away. The same is expected of each of us. We too must pick up that which represents our infirmity, our bondage and death. Pick up our cross and walk to follow him, to be his disciple. Let us know that our movement happens in response to his healing, not in order to make it happen. The work of Christ herein was complete in a moment. No forms to fill out, no works to perform, and no doctor bills. He, and we, are not healed to sit still, but to rather move in this new spirit that he has placed within us. The spirit of life. Verse 10 goes on and says, So the Jews said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry the mat. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your mat and walk. And they asked him, Who is this man who said to you, Take up your mat and walk? Verse 13, But he who was healed didn't know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, the crowd being in the place. So immediately, and frankly right on cue, The legalist comes as they always do. The legalist comes in an attempt to rob us of our blessings and rob us of our grace. You see, it was the Sabbath. Thus, the question was posed, what was this man doing carrying his mat on the Sabbath? Funny though, they didn't ask the man how he came to be healed. I guess they weren't interested in that. They were interested in who told him to break their rules. The arrogant powers that be did not like to see their rules broken. It threatened their position of cloud. It threatened the power which they held over the heads of the people. They didn't understand what was happening, but they knew that this whole Jesus thing, well, was just beginning to freak them out. Thus they asked him, Who is the man? Quote unquote. Now apparently, however, They didn't know who they were messing with. This was just the beginning of Jesus rocking the religious boat. Verse 14 says, Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you are made well. Send no more so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Verse 16, for this cause the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he did these things on the Sabbath. 
Later on, it seems, Jesus bumped into this healed man again, and he took the opportunity to remind him that with privilege comes responsibility, something we all need to hear and we all need to understand. Apparently, this man's sickness had come to him as a result of some past sin in his life, a sin or sins for which he subsequently had 38 years of pain to remind him of his stupidity. For this man to carry his bed to go against the rules of religious law, well, that was one thing. But for him to go against grace, well, that our Lord would not tolerate. You see, God had healed him and blessed him. Now, what would he do in response? He effectively had done the same thing for us who are born again. So, what will we do? Verse 17 says, And Jesus answered them, My father is still working, so I am working too. For this cause, therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him, because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also called God his own father, making himself equal with God. Please note that Jesus was not claiming to be a son, uh, as we claim to be a son. You see, our sonship comes through adoption. While we have great favor with God, we have unparalleled access to the Creator, hereditary blessings, and loving protection that's afforded by our spiritual relationship with God. What Jesus is inferring herein is much greater. This is more than that New Age claim that, well, we are all sons of God, or that Jesus was just the first to embrace the Christ spirit of which we might all partake. He had been claiming that God was his father, that he was the son in the sense of the only begotten son. What would have been very clearly understood in the culture of that day, though seemingly lost in our culture, is the understanding that Jesus was saying that he was one in power and position with Jehovah God. Jesus was saying that he was blood born into that position. We who are reborn You see, we're only adopted. Now, there are those today who will deny that Jesus was and further that Jesus ever claimed to be God in flesh. The Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, and other such groups. Yet, ironically, there was no ambiguity in the minds of the Jewish religious leaders. No, they understood clearly what Jesus was saying. They would not have, well, spit fire the way they always did concerning him had he just been inferring that he, you know, was spiritually adoptive uh, as, like the state that we possess we are all adopted sons of God those of us that are his kids but Jesus was the only begotten son the only begotten son of John 3:16. his stating of that fact made him a wanted man it would eventually cost him his life yet Jesus made it clear on several occasions who he was on the eternal realm. He told the woman at the well, I am he. And in John 8, 23, he said, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.